Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Cocaine and the GAA. How big of a problem is it? I'm experts, some claiming that the use of cocaine, apparently it's gone through the roof. At club level, dozens of inter-county players have been treated for drugs, drink and gambling issues. And I'm reading in the front of the Sun here today, uh, GAA stars hooked on coke, addiction crisis rocks scale at games. This is John Cairns in the front of the Sun newspaper. Similar stories in other papers as well. Um, I want to talk to people about this though. Like in your club, is it an issue? How big of a problem is it? Is anything being done about it? People aware of it. Pat Byrne O'Connell is a, a referee. Pat's with me on the line today. Pat, like, is it a big problem? Massive, out of control, and it's every club in every county in every corner of Ireland. And anyone that thinks it's not is totally lost and blind. It's out of control, and you know, it's the GA's own fault. They've created this monster by introducing what's called the alcohol ban. All these coaches coming in who know little or nothing about the social life of young people banning alcohol. You can't go on the beer. You can't go on the beer. You can't have a few pints. So the lads are coming to the pub, sitting at the bar counter with their zero zero alcohol bottle perched up in front of them, doing me the goodbye off their face on cocaine. And that's what they're doing. Because you can't be seen to be drinking in the GA anymore. And they've created that monster and the monster is out of control. When you say it's massive, Pat, as yeah. a as a referee, you're talking at what? Club? Club level? Club and county. It's the same players. You're talking the same players. They're not there's no difference. It's not county that players, it's clubs. not that your inter county players are excused no, from it. No, they're not. They're young fellas, they're social fellas. They're out in the road and they're out with their friends at the weekends and that's what they're doing. And no one can, anyone that says it's not happening is either blind or stupid. And I don't think there's many stupid people involved in GA. They've turned their back on it because it's the easy way out. I, my working, I've been working in the pub industry for the last 40 years. I know, I've, I've seen the changes in the pub industry. I have lads coming in from training and coming in from matches having a Saturday night, packing me 100 euros cash back. They'll go down straight to their friend, get their 100 euros, hand it over into the toilet, I come up to the bar counter, give me a zero zero there. And that's what they're doing in every club in the county. Every club. And not one club can say that it's not happening because it is happening. And if you think it's not, step away, lad. You're in the way. Are you saying this um, as a referee, Pat? Is it, are you seeing this on the pitch or is it just in after hours recreational time? It's a recreational thing. It's not happening. It's, it's, they're not doing it to go on the pitch and play football. Yeah. They're doing it afterwards because they're not allowed to have a drink. They're not allowed. And that, that's it. Clubs will send guys into pubs to make sure the lads are drinking to zero zero. They will do it. And they are doing it. And they've been doing it for years. You're not allowed to have a drink, lads. You're not allowed to be drinking. So they'll sit there with their bottle of zero zero off their face. And the guys, the old guys coming in think they're, these, these are great lads, they're not drinking but they're blind to what's going on. And the guards know what's going on. It's all over the place. It's out of... Drugs are out of control in this country. Out of control. 30 per, 30% to, of players, am I overstating it? Not at all. You're probably understating it by about 50%. 
yours, it's all over 50% pattern. Easily. Am I just being naive thinking it's, you said it's over 50%? Easily. Easily. Is I that, would say one in, one in two one in two players in, in every club the second Cook and obviously best. And it's like it's every pub, it's every house party, it's everywhere. If you went out and done drug tests in a GA match every weekend, you you would capture one kind of Cook Henry system. At least one. Is anything been um, done about it? Not a thing. It's out of control. The guards can't do anything about it. It's it's too it's too easy. It's easier to get drink, to get drugs than drink. It's far much. It's far easier. And that's the way. It's, that's the way society is. It's a societal thing as well. So people can say say I'm wrong, and people say mm-hmm. I can I'm blowing out and brush. But there's more people taking drugs today than there is drinking. They're drinking their zero zeros. That's what they're doing. Tim Barry's on the line with us. Pat, stay with us uh, for for a few moments if you don't mind. If Tim Barry's on the line, Pitts the or Tim's the um, Rathdowney Errol GAA Club Secretary. There, um, is it like is it? Would you describe it as being as bad, Tim, as Pat? Is it as prevalent? It is very bad. It's and it's not just in the GAA. It's all the youth. It's the cocaine is readily available everywhere in every small village and town. I, lads go into the pub and they simply, if they want uh, if they want cocaine, they simply get on the phone, ring their local dealer and he's there outside the door with it in five minutes. Simple as that. And that's what's happening. And the young lads, they just don't see the danger. They don't, they, they don't relate cocaine to the Kinahan cartels or any of those cartels. They don't see any harm in it. They just, they just don't seem to think there's something wrong with doing it. But it's going on. It's rife in every village mm. and every town. I think I spoke to you before, Pat, about about drug testing. Is that right? You did, yeah. Yeah. You were but looking for that, weren't you? you, you... Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's not going to happen because it's an amateur sport, so it's not going to happen. But as the man said, I agree totally with him. It's every little village, every crossroads, one phone call, I can get it. You can get your, the drug dealer to pull up in his big Audi car, or his BMW, and he'll hand over his hundred euros, and there'll be nothing done about it. And if you want to the next minute, you do the same thing. So, like at the moment, there is no patch. There's no drug testing at club level. Are people looking for that? Some clubs are because it needs to be done. Because, but it's a societal thing. Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's not a reflection of society, isn't it? Like, yeah, it, it's not just GA. It's soccer. It's rugby. It's everything. It's boxing clubs. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's out of control. Out of control. And like you, you hear of all these uh, these uh, drugs being caught at the, the coast and all that, but it's it's probably two percent of what's coming into the country. So it's everywhere. So young fellas, and I said they don't associate with crime. It's a social thing. It's actually going out. It's what you do at the weekend. We used to go for a pint and a bag of chips. They go for a line of coke and a zero zero. And that's the way it is. Mm. It's a societal. The society has changed, and the drugs are part and parcel of growing up nowadays. It's in schools. For it's in schools. It's everywhere. What are the GA saying about it, Pat? What? What? Look, the GA can't do anything about it. The GA are just mams and dads 
try to keep yeah. the clubs running for their, so for their people... kids. To try and keep them off, to try and, try and do what's good for them. The GA can't do anything about it because it's everywhere. It's This is what society is today, and that's what it is. It's not a GA thing, but it's the need, the, the upper echelons need to help out a bit more. Like, I know our, the club down here that I'm involved with, they, they ran uh, a drugs night, like awareness night for parents there maybe last year or the year before. I think three people turned up. How many turned up? Three. Three. Three, three parents, yeah. And is is that is that what you think, Pat? You think there should be some form of or some, you know, ad hoc drug oh. testing introduced at club level? Yeah, it will frighten them. You, I, I not just in GA, but in soccer, in rugby, everywhere. Yeah. Do, do you agree with that, Tim? At club level, well, well, uh, it's very difficult to to bring in a test. The the testing area of it is only as a deterrent. It might frighten a few guys. But I mean, the GAA doesn't. We, we, they wouldn't have the capacity to to do a wholesale testing procedure. And education is the solution, in my opinion. That we try and get through to the young fellas as under thirteen level onwards, an education program to try and keep, the, be it online or whatever, to try and educate them to the dangers of cocaine and its use. Fianna Fáil Senator Shane Castles is, is with us as well on the line. Shane, is any of this a surprise to you? Well, uh, good afternoon, Andrea. And I suppose the comments by Pat and Tim on the fact that this is a society, I know we're discussing the GA, but it's a societal issue. I think, you know, that's correct. And that's the way we should be talking about this. Obviously, the GEA are a major part of our society, both as a sporting organisation and as a cultural organisation. And because they're prevalent in every single parish, not just the big ones, but the small ones, it's then a mirror image of society. And we've had a bad relationship with substance abuse. We're talking here about um, drugs. The reality is we had a bad relationship with alcohol for, Mm. you know, ad ad infinitum. You know, so players that maybe had a substance abuse with alcohol um, you know, the issue is substance abuse rather than what type of substance uh, they're abusing. And that's the same for any sports organisation. So the conversation really is about minding yourself rather than, you know, in terms of what the actual substance is. As Pat said, maybe it was drink in the past. But you and see, that's the thing. And, and the GAA, you know, in, in, in terms of, as Pat says, like the way that I suppose, not necessarily to do with um, with drink addiction, but but there is a drink span. So should there be some kind of, I don't know. No, well, you see, again, can I say, Andre, like that's horses for courses in terms of when people say there's drinks bans. You know, I know in Mead, I'm a Mead man, I'm a proud GEA man. I can tell you plenty of clubs and even our county team, they're treated like adults. They're not treated like children. And they're given that respect as well. And when the remark is made, I would disagree with Pat on this and saying this thing is out of control. I firmly disagree with that. I'm a member of my own club, Navin O'Mahony's. I know those lads personally. I know all the people that involved in my club from juvenile level up to senior level. I know the senior lads, both hurling and football. And I can tell you, one out of two lads in my club are not out of their heads on drugs. They're just not. I know them personally as individuals. I know the LGFA side of my club as well. And that is, that is a sweeping statement that certainly in, in, in my club, and I'm, I'm in a club of 1,200 people, uh, it just does not stand up. Now, you asked what are the GEA saying about this? And what are, are the GA doing nationally? Well, obviously, there is a drug testing mm. programme nationally. And the GPA said, it, they have said also, it's not out of control because it would be coming up in their testing systems if it was. But, but it's not GA only doing? at inter-county level. 
No, absolutely. So I'm saying, what are the GA doing uh, at, a, at a club level? And Tim is right to say that, you know, it's not feasible in terms of he's got over 2,000 clubs. No, it's not. Many, m- many of whom are trying to just survive uh, in doing the, the right thing for the community. But they are doing in terms of those conversations. And I know it's not just, as I said, not just drugs. It's alcohol. It's gambling. We saw the very high profile uh, television production last week on T.T. Carr with Richie Power and his gambling addiction. We had Oshie McConville, one of the most famous uh, players in Armagh, come down to our club to talk about gambling addiction. There was a couple of hundred people turned up for that because he wants to engage with the GEA family, with the GEA community, to make sure that young lads and young girls don't go down the same path as his. And so the great thing we have about the GEA is we've got real ambassadors in our community. And I saw the stories in the papers in the last couple of weeks, and one of the people that was, 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 was quoted was, the, the, the Limerick legend Kieran Carey That's who's right. a trained psychotherapist and he did talk about the fact that you know ad- addiction uh, levels have gone through the roof because he sees that but it, what's important is is that we have people within our clubs within our counties to make sure that those who fall foul of this because you can do it in any walk of life it's not just the GEA that the supports are in place and the GEA nationally I think working with the county boards and we see the Healthy Ireland programme that they have to make sure that substance abuse in any guise, in any form, we have people at club level to try and help those people through. And I think these conversations and the likes of Pat and Tim coming out and talking about this makes it, makes it relevant that we don't stick our head in the sand. That if there is a problem, we're there to help those young people uh, and senior players as well to make sure that one, they don't go down that path, and two, if they do, with their health out yeah. of that course. So, but Pat, you're not over, you're not, you're not overstating it. Like when you when you mentioned some of those kind of figures and percentages, to your mind, there. I'm working in the pub every weekend. I see it every weekend, every weekend, and anyone that thinks it's not happening. I mean, you say, I know, you, I know, you say, I know these people personally. You know them personally on an occasion where you meet them. I guarantee you, I guarantee you at weekends when they go into a pub, a lot, a lot more than one in three is taking drugs. An awful lot more. I've seen it. It's happening everywhere. Okay. Let me bring in Mark Fay. Mark's the, the chairperson of the Aftercare Recovery Group. Um, like it's, it's not just the GAA. We've had this conversation, Mark, on so many occasions, just in general, about society. But like, is it as, is it as prevalent as, been, as has been stated here today? Absolutely. Um, look, I'm always surprised when people get their knickers in a fist about, you know, stats like this that come out. You need to remember something. Drugs are around as long as alcohol is around. Like, you look at the Hashishians 3,000 years ago, you know, opium. Like, we're never going to get rid of the drugs. Never. They're here to stay. They'll be here until the planet blows up and floats off into the universe. It's about how you manage and how you handle and how you deal with it. Like, in the time of Prohibition in the States, when you had all the gang wars and all that was over the sale of alcohol. You go back six, seven years ago to the Hutch Kinahan field and all the shootings. That was all centred around drugs and money. You know, there's not too many gangs out there shooting each other over alcohol or what tries a soil or what tries a Budweiser. You know, there needs to be a serious look. I was listening to Aon O'Leary on the other day talking about it. The damage that alcohol does and the money that's pumped in every year. But yeah, there's a lot of stigma still out there with drugs. Okay. And I'm listening to that, that, that chap talking about the stats. Like, 
when you mentioned the word addiction, and we deal with it every day of the week in the yeah. ACRG, right? There's a kind of a misconception that, well, an addict, uh, you look dirty and you look down and now you're strung out and hurt. You know, but I mean, one of the worst addictions that there is, and um, I was looking at the chat power that was in the paper there a couple of weeks ago, is gambling. Gambling is massive. You know, at the end of the day, this is about addiction, whether it's drug abuse, whether it's alcohol abuse, whether it's gambling. Okay. And what they, what needs to happen is, is that, like, the whole talk about legalisation and that people get our, you know, you couldn't do this and you couldn't do that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They're going to have to seriously think about doing it. Yeah. Let me bring in Dean for a moment there, Mark, if you don't mind. Um, Dean, like conversations like this and and the articles that are in in the papers today and there's many others as well in in recent weeks, is drawing attention to this going to make any difference? Like, I agree with the man that was just speaking. You know, people don't talk about addiction, you know, and, and people don't talk about mental health either. You know, it goes hand in hand and, you know, to get to the root of the problem, it's it's to get to the mental health. You know, these people aren't getting hooked on drugs over nothing. It's because of what they've been dealing with, you know, whether it's growing up or the pressure of, of their sports or their parents or, you know, it's, it, and there is, there's still a big, big stigma around addiction, you know, and they're, they're not looking at it. You know, like they all be sent, they send it back on the guards and back on the drug dealers when it's society. You know, the the last man said it. Drugs are here to stay. We need to we need to combat it by putting stuff in. You know, the the world is changing. You know, people are doing ice baths and sound baths and yoga classes, meditation. You know, that needs to come mm. out more and and be free for a year or two years to get people interested in doing this stuff to to re- to so to help them recover from addiction. You know, they're saying the GAA are saying, oh, we have counselors. People don't want to talk to a counsellor. You know, people want to be around other people with the same problem. You know, and that's where the mental health stuff comes in. And people, you're going out doing an ice bath, you're going to have a, a conversation about mental health because that's why they're going down the ice bath. Okay, so all this stuff okay. that's around now is, is really going to help. But the government and, and the politicians and all, they need to help push that. You know, and not blame the drug dealers and the cartels and the, and push her onto the guard. Yeah. Because okay. I, I, I can see from a lot of the listeners here today getting in touch on WhatsApp, like the listeners seem to be very much directing this to the drink bounce. You know, this is what happens when you have drink bounce. They find something else. A lot of listeners then getting in touch with their own theories on stats and how many, how many players in clubs across the, the country taking coke on a regular basis. County, they're talking about as well, some of them. I'm not going to read out all of the stats, but they range here on the WhatsApp today. Anything from about 40 to 95%, some of them are are quoting. I don't know how true that is, but you've heard the contributions from some of our listeners, people involved, heavily invested, interested massively in in the GAA. Look, lunchtime live at newstalk.com as always. That's the email address if uh, if you want to get in touch with us. But Pat and Tim, Senator Shane Castles there as well. Thank you, uh, Mark and, and Dean also for joining us. A lot of people looking actually to, to get in touch. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.